Welcome to Orphans No More, a media extension of Justice for Orphans, a ministry dedicated to rally the church for the cause of the fatherless, inspiring, educating, and equipping believers to care for vulnerable children, and supporting those who have heard and heeded the call of James 127. Here's your host, Sandra Flack. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. That is Psalm 100 verses 4 and 5. Welcome to the 300th episode of Orphans No More. Orphans No More is a podcast to encourage, educate, and equip you to care for children in crisis through adoption, foster care, and kinship care. I'm your host, Sandra Flack. Welcome to another November National Adoption Month episode of this show. And it's not just any episode, it's our 300th podcast. And I have here with me a very, very special guest, a foster and adoptive mom of seven, co-founder of Justice for Orphans, and my former Orphans No More co-host way back in the day when we were on the radio, Mary Slager. So welcome back to the show, Mary. Well, thank you, Sandra, for having me. This is like old times for sure. I know. I think we just spent an hour chatting. (laughs) (laughs) And our chatting and getting caught up and our listeners will get to hear some of that as we go. I am thrilled to have you with us today. Can you believe it is the 300th episode of Orphans No More? I cannot believe it because I didn't believe it when it was number one. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to talk about that. Um, This month, we're also celebrating the 10th anniversary of Justice for Orphans. Way back in 2011, you and I got to lead the Orphan Sunday service at Gospel Community Church. And that was really the catalyst, uh, which led to Justice for Orphans our mission to rally the church for the cause of the fatherless. And then in 2014, we were presented the idea to host our own radio show on a local Christian station, WDCD, out of Albany, New York. Um, And I know we kind of thought, that's kind of crazy. We had no experience, nothing. Um, But yet, here was this opportunity. What, 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 What do you remember about the time? What were your thoughts back then when we were presented this idea? Well, I thought, well, that's good for Sandra. Uh, <laughs> she, she always says she can talk. So I thought, well, this is good for her. Um, but somehow I'm her partner in the whole beginning of Justice for Orphans. So I guess I'll give it a try. And uh, it was really beyond my imagination. And kind of, I guess I think I thought to myself, you got to be kidding. But somehow, you know, God puts you in a difficult place and it all works out beyond you could have, anything you could have imagined. Yeah, I remember that too, because I, I, we had just established JFO, I think, and we wanted to rally the church, right? But yet, yeah. what, what better way than on Christian radio, we were speaking in some churches, but yet not, not all that often did those invitations come. And then all of a sudden, this whole radio idea, um, 
And so it was pretty crazy, but we said yes. Um, we stepped out in faith. We were, you know, terrified, I think, in those early days. We did a couple live shows, which were not our cup of tea. Um, if you, I don't know if you remember those first shows we did uh, live. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, that was that was very stressful. But uh, then we got our groove and we started having some fun with it. Um, and in those early days, we interviewed people in the adoption, foster care, orphan care, ministry realm. Um, do you remember what were some of your favorites from back then? Well, you know, this was a hard question because I had a, a little trouble trying to remember some of them. I think it's partly my age. But one person that kind of stood out for me was Bishop Martin. And yeah. um, I think he was so much a part of our early beginning. He, we had the dinner and he came and flew in and he was just this dynamic personality. And I thought, man, if he could do foster care and, and all the traumas that they went through as a family, and then the whole church rallied behind them. And I think the whole church became foster parents. Um, so he was a favorite. And then uh, Mandy Litsky with 15 yeah. kids, I'm like, is this humanly possible? Um, and as I stay in touch with her a little bit, I see things on Facebook and the difficult times that she's gone through. Um, I remember her and uh, in the early beginnings when I just got to know her. And then I think another person was um, Bishop Blake. Um, yeah, he spoke at um, we had him on the radio, but he also was at an orphan conference. But one of his children burned the house down yeah. <laughs> and, yes. I, and he was like, it's OK. You know, I'm like, wow, it's OK, <laughs> you know. Um, so and then another person just quickly was the lady. And I can't remember her name from Albany County um, head of foster care. And she just dressed to the nines and she had like red lipstick and man, she was like Mrs. Control. And, but she just knew what her job and her position. And yeah. I think she just really was a good example for us uh, as a caseworker, you know, that end of things. So yeah. Cher Joseph. Yes. That's yes. what she was. Yeah. 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 So those are just I a few that kind of just popped in my mind. Yeah. And, the, and I would have to I have a list of some of my favorites too, Mary, and I have the same people on my list. So we love wow. Mandy Litsky. She came and spoke at one of our conferences when we were doing the, uh, the adoption conferences. Yeah. Um, I just got to see her in Cincinnati when I was there for the CAFO summit. Um, and, and Bishop Martin is one of my favorites because I remember now he wrote that book. Um, was um, it Small Town, Big Miracle? Yes. Yeah. And it was published by Focus on the Family, Possum Trot, Texas. Yeah. So there right now, actually, there's a movie being produced about that whole story. Uh -huh. And um, yeah, so he's actually become an ambassador for Care Portal. And I just got to see him in Cincinnati as well. He was in a Care Portal meeting that I was in and he recognized me. I felt like, oh, my <gasps> word. Bishop Martin recognized me. So I got to, and I, I was so probably like in awe. I didn't even think to get a picture with him, but I sat and chatted with him for several minutes and he's just doing so well. He's 
amazing as always. Um, and then uh, Bishop Aaron Blake, um, he actually, he came and spoke at our first, we did a fundraising banquet in back in 2019 um, for, for Justice for Orphans because we had launched Care Portal and he's also um, involved with Care Portal. And so I got to I got to see him and I got to meet his wife, Mary, who's absolutely precious. Oh, wow. um, but yes, their sons, their, their foster kids burned their house down. Um, but they're doing they're doing amazing and I, and his son Diego Fuller was just one of those boys so Diego was one of the boys um, he was just one of the co co MCs at CAFO uh, from the main oh, stage wow. so really they're all doing really well so I feel like you know those are some of my favorites but also I feel like even when I get to interview and over the years you and I've done this uh, just foster and adoptive moms and dads mm-hmm. just those who are really in the trenches i know mandy litsky is one of those um dina zoller uh, one of a, yes, a local I've a local done. mom yeah yeah. Sherry, uh, Sherry Wickstrom. There's been so many. Um, and they're just those are are my heroes. And they're so inspiring. Um, after a few years, you had stepped away from co hosting the show. And not long after that, I started interviewing some other guests, um, just, you know, in that process of, of talking about adoption and foster care. And one summer, I remember I kept getting asked this question by my guest if I had heard about Care Portal. And initially, I had not. Um, but the more I learned about it, the more I thought, well, I've got to interview somebody about Care Portal. So in December 2017, I interviewed Adrian Lewis of Care Portal. And um, I knew the Lord was moving because our board at Justice for Orphans, we'd really been praying and trying to figure out a way that we could really engage and equip the churches that we're speaking to. Because, And you probably remember this. When we would speak at a church, people would approach us afterwards and they would want to know, well, well, what can I do? Because I, I don't know if I can adopt or foster. Hmm. And I realize that's a really big ask, right? But as yeah. adoptive yeah. moms, we were always like, yeah, you can do this. You can adopt. You can foster. But most people really wanted to do something. They just didn't know what else there was. So we were always wanting to like hand them something to do like, okay, we'll go do this. Mm -hmm. We just didn't know what that was. So like kind of open this box and take out the thing inside and go do it. So Care Portal became that thing in the box that we really realized this will have a boots on the ground impact. on the lives of children and families in crisis here locally in our community. So I know this you you had already stepped away by the time we launched Care Portal in Schenectady County in 2018, making it the first county in all of New York State to implement Care Portal. Now there are six counties total so far in New York State, three of which JFO manages, and already 2,600 children have been served. and. You know, not only is this the 300th episode of this podcast, but as we celebrate 10 years of Justice for Orphans, and this podcast is really an extension of Justice for Orphans, Mary, did you ever imagine all that God would do through JFO and the podcast? Absolutely not. And really, I think, um, you know, it ended up that we moved away, but I, I maybe struggled a little bit in JFO because in my heart was I'm on hands. I like to do things, you know, what can we do? These, yeah. You know, I was still doing foster care. So we were doing that part of things, but 
I just felt a little bit frustrated. Like, how are we really meeting the needs? The needs are so great. And sometimes I would see them maybe greater as a foster mom or whatever. So when Care Portal came, I thought that was, you know, an amazing thing. And did I ever think that Justice for Orphans would get to where it is today? I mean, I, you know, I think, Sandra, God has blessed you above and beyond measure with giftings that, that, you know, I'm sure that at one point in your life, you would have never imagined that you would be on the radio or that you would be leading uh, foster families, adoptive families uh, with the struggles and, um, you know, that people need to know what they're dealing with it, you know? And so you're that person and they can go on the podcasts and listen to it. They don't have to necessarily go to a conference. Uh, they don't have to read a book if they don't want to. Um, I think it's good if they do, but did I ever think that it would reach the proportions that it has? And what just kind of came to my mind is how God plants, you know, it's in the Bible, you know, how the seeds are planted and then they're watered and then they bear fruit and they bear fruit in abundance. And I, I, mm. it was to me a picture of JFO that seeds were planted. And maybe it was at those beginning meetings when maybe we kind of wondered, you know, we're not seeing the fruit, but slowly God was watering it and and it was mm-hmm. growing in abundance. And so I think there's, there's been a great abundance of fruit that has come out of justice for orphans. And, and uh, I mean, we know it's all God, but yeah, you do have a little oh. thing to do with it. <laughs> just, I just always say it's my spiritual gift of gab. That that's all, but <laughs> <laughs> well, it's working quite well. <laughs> it's working quite well. It's one thing I can do really, really well. But um, but I think it's, it's you know, even like when God called us to adopt, our, our family adopted and, and really you and Pastor Stan were a huge inspiration for us. Um, you know, we step out in faith, really not knowing how is all this going to work out and what's going to happen. And, you know, but we step out in faith and God makes a way and, you know, there, there's fruit, you know, from that. Yeah. And just like, you know, we did that first orphan Sunday, and that just so inspired us to really want everybody to know about the need out there. There's children that need families around the world and in the United States and in foster care. And we just wanted to tell people so that they could know what we know and do what we did. Just say yes to some children that need families. And I think just in, in being willing to to talk and to step out and to to say those things god just continued to honor our our faith and our obedience and you know even when the crazy things like here have a radio show (laughs) presented and neither one of us you know i was i remember just being a stay-at-home homeschooling mom with all of these kids what do we know about the radio? You know, I knew how to turn it on in my car, but I didn't know how to like, what are you talking about? But yet it seemed like clearly this was, you know, we would have never thought to come up with that idea. We knew it was the Lord. And as scary as it was, we stepped out in faith. And I feel like, you know, God honored that. And it's kind of like that, you know, that whole, um, you know, when you're faithful with little, 
you know, with the little, then God gives you much, you know, and I feel like as we've been faithful each step of the way, then God entrusts us with more. And really our our heart is for children to have families um, and for God to get the glory. So Mm -hmm. we're really celebrating today, you know, that's what we're celebrating is all that God has done in and through this ministry. And I've been just thrilled that we got to start this journey with you guys, with with you and I doing the show, starting JFO. Um, we got to go to our very first KFO Summit back in California. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know. So that was that was just some precious memories there. But that's you know just really saying yes to God. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, all the, all along the way. So uh, I mentioned earlier a few years ago. The Christian radio station um, sold its airspace to a Christian music station. All of us who had talk shows had to find new homes, but we'd already been getting great traction with a podcast because we were kind of repackaging our radio show episodes into podcasts. So we just kept rolling as a podcast. And one of the advantages of the podcast now is we really know who's listening and we've come to understand that our primary listeners are really foster and adoptive moms like us. That really um, has helped me to learn how to speak to our audience. Uh, We wanna provide content that will inspire and educate and equip parents, foster adoptive kinship parents for the journey. Um, Now I have to tell you this, to date, there have been, get this Mary, because this is this, I had Kathy, look this up earlier because she keeps track of all these things. I said, how many podcast downloads? So as everybody listens to these episodes, each time somebody listens, it's a download. There have been approximately 20,000 downloads of this podcast to date. Wow. Isn't that crazy? I had no idea. It was a lot. Yeah, as, as I was just in awe. So, um, you know, Mary, you've been a foster and adoptive mom for how many years? 40 years? Yeah, I guess so. I, I, <laughs> a lot I, of years. A lot of years, let's say. Yeah, probably around there. Yeah, yeah. A lot of years. So, you, you know a thing or two about this foster care and adoption parenting thing. Um, why do you think a resource like this podcast is important to foster and adoptive parents? Well, I can only go, you know, we adopted, our first adoption was through uh, the foster care system. And um, that maybe, I don't know, maybe a little bit less traumatic. Um, but then we adopted the four siblings from Ukraine. And I, I think if I had known uh, information that you give on your podcasts for me to listen to or, you know, to refer to, it would have helped me a lot because I think I was kind of a lone ranger at that point. You know, I didn't know anyone else really too much that was I didn't know anyone adopting from Ukraine at that point. Yeah. What year was that? Was that 99? Yes. uh, Yes, 99. Yeah. So that was a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I learned a lot afterwards, but at the time, you know, I mean, they, I learned, I was, we were told different things, you know, kind of keep a structure going, you know, just very basic things because they were a 
a little, I had four kids that were wild, you know, in and out of the house, running, going to the bathroom out in the yard. I mean, <laughs> you know, this, this wasn't what, no one told me all about this stuff. But then as they got older, then we had started having other developments, you know, our one son had a drug problem, you know, um, yeah, I, I think it had it connected to his birth family, you know, alcoholism His both of his parents were alcoholics, severe and, um, being in an orphanage at an older age, he was nine, um, at the time when we adopted him and separated from siblings. So there were a number of things that I, if I had more information or at least were, I had uh, places to go to, to get more information, which you're, that's what your radio station, the podcasts are great at doing. Yeah. And that's what we hear from our listeners, just to be able to know um, they're not alone and they're gaining insight on the journey. They're learning lots of things about trauma and FASD, fetal alcohol spectrum disorder is a big topic on this show. Um, and we're hearing that people are really, because you can listen to a podcast and you know, fold laundry, drive a car, make dinner, take a shower, you know, put on yeah. your makeup. That's usually when I'm listening to podcasts. And it's, you know, I don't always have time to read the books. Or if I sit down with a book at night, I usually conk out. So yeah. <laughs> my book reading doesn't last long. And I love books, but the podcast is very convenient in this day and age to, to be able to kind of get that information and, and be listening to it. Um, so we're thrilled to be able to be a resource. Uh, speaking of educating and equipping, over the past 18 months, um, I've taken a deep dive into learning everything that I can about fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. I know we were just talking about this before we were recording, uh, Mayor, but our regular listeners know this is an important topic for foster and adoptive and kinship parents. And while Orphans No More is not a podcast specifically about FASD, I follow some that are just, that's their topic every week. Um, we do believe it's vital for parents to be trauma and FASD informed. So it is a hot topic on this show. We talk, we do talk about it a lot. Two of my boys are diagnosed with fetal alcohol syndrome. In your years of experience, Mayor, have you encountered FAS, whether your kids were diagnosed or just if you suspected it? What was your, what's been your experience with that? Well, I, my kids were never really diagnosed with it, but we see it, you know, yeah. um, the, the one, our younger boy, he's 13, I would say. I don't know why the, he was never diagnosed. You know, he just always, it's learning problems, but he's 13. He cannot read. Hmm. So I know that his mother, um, she did drugs and alcohol during pregnancy. He was in the ICU for a period of time. Um, so I know that that's part of it. So, I, you know, part of you feels bad for him because he can't help it. You know, right. But, um, you know, I um, I think that when the older kids from Ukraine, they definitely have it in in various ways. It, it's that's what's interesting about um, 
FASD is that it kind of manifests in different ways. And I think that's why it helps to read about it and, and learn about it because it's not a blanket, uh, you know, this is it. And, you know, if you read, read this paragraph here, you'll get it figured out. It's not like that at all. It's complicated. It's complex. And that's why we talk about it a lot because there, there are characteristics, but that doesn't mean that every kid is going to have the same exact characteristics, you know, and, and, um, you know, I know I did hear another mom say something to the effect of if you meet one individual with an FASD, you've just met one because they're all different. There, there's some commonalities, um, but yet, you know, they are different and it's an invisible disability. So an individual doesn't have to look a certain way, um, for, to, to have this. So we can yeah. expect much more out of them because they don't look like there's anything wrong, but yet their brain has been affected by prenatal exposure to alcohol. And that's mm-hmm. a brain injury that doesn't ever go away. They just have to learn how to navigate life with it. So, um, and that's what we're doing. You know, I know me yeah. as a mom, that's that's what every day is all about. So we talk about that a lot on, the, on this podcast um, and grateful to do it. And there's some really good FASD specific um, podcasts out there. Uh, we have a resource page on the Justice for Orphans website at justicefororphansny.org where our, anybody can go and, and check out the resource page and learn more about FASD. Um, I've been able to take some courses and get some training that we're going to be offering some, some courses uh, in the future in that area. So I just continue to be in awe of all that God has done uh, and is doing through JFO and through the Orphans No More podcast um, all of these years, Mayor. So I'm just thrilled to have you here with me because you and Pastor Stan retired. You mentioned that you moved away. You live in South Carolina now. So you made that move from New York State to South Carolina, which I'm a little envious about. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And and for for our... um, for our listeners uh, who maybe have read my book, um, God used Pastor Stan and Mary as an inspiration for Wayne and I to adopt our kids from Ukraine. And uh, uh, Mary's daughter, Laura, and her husband were a big part of our story when we were actually in Ukraine for our first adoption trip. I talk about them in the book. Um, so they're a big part of our story. Uh, but Mayor, get us caught up. What is life like in South Carolina? Do you still have kids at home? Give us an update on your family. All right. Well, it's warmer, warmer than yes. New York. <laughs> um, but so our daughter, uh, Laura, and her five kids live right next door. And um, we still have two at home. So we have Kareel. We call him parent number three. As I mentioned to <laughs> Sandra earlier, um, he comes home from work and he, he'll say, okay, Henry, uh, let's look at the Chromebook and see what homework you have which is a wonderful thing um, because I don't know the new math. I just don't know it. So, um, but we're, we moved here partly to just kind of be a support to our daughter when her husband is on disaster relief um, uh, trips. And um, that has been quite a bit lately. So we can kind of help with transportation. She has five children and and various animals and so on. And then um, our house is on uh, property and then just kind of coming up the driveway um, is uh, Sergi and Victor um, 
our two brothers and they live in a mobile home right in front of us and they help us a lot and we see them probably every day which is wonderful and they have uh jobs and they're about five minutes from home and um they work at two christian businesses wonderful companies to work for uh serge and kareel work for this company called stole trailers they make big trailers like cattle type trailers. I guess you would surge as a welder, that kind of thing. And then um, Victor and Natalia work at Stoll Industries and they make uh, fireplaces, uh, outdoor barbecues, uh, kitchens, outdoor kitchen type thing. And Natalia moved out. And so she's on her own and that's going really well. And uh, Henry's in ninth grade. And, um, you know, struggling with our, the learning problems, but thankfully we have parent number three and, uh, <laughs> he even helps his parents. He parents, uh, parent, I think, now let me tell you what's happening for the week. Uh, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, uh-huh. all right, well, we're thankfully you're here, Kareel. So, yes. But, I think I need a Kareel in my, in my life to help me keep things in order. Yeah. He is runs everywhere. He's always running past the house. And so, but yeah, we're very happy here. Um, we live in kind of Mennonite land and um, a lot of Mennonites in our church. There's a fair amount. Not everyone's, you know, dresses like that or anything. Um, but probably the best thing in my life living here is that our church does ministry to the projects and so we have five buses and every Wednesday pretty much they go pick the kids up and um, bring them to the church and we do some games a lesson and then you know they have snacks and then they the bus their bus back and so I'm learning I'm getting some friends there and so I've had some little girls come over. They'll come for dinner. And I just love those little black faces. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so the last time I went, I only had room for three people. But they come running out. Oh, Miss Mary, Miss Mary, can we go? Can we go? And um, so my one granddaughter, she came over and had dinner with us. And she, she said, well, Grandma, did you hear them say that they wouldn't mind sleeping over. (laughs) So Kareel is involved in that ministry as well. And we ride the bus to help keep things in order and stuff like that. So, and we enjoy cinnamon rolls from the Mennonites and Mm. ribs and all that stuff. So, wow. So that's pretty good. Still, like still it. pretty busy in your retirement years. Uh, yeah, probably too busy, but it's good. Yeah. It's good. It's good. So for our listeners who, who may not be familiar, um, so I know that you and Pastor Stan have, you have two biological kids. You're talking about um, Laura, yes. your daughter next Sorry, door, yes. who lived for many years in Ukraine as part of YWAM. So she's a part of our adoption stories. Uh, you did adopt one adult son. You have an adult son through foster care, Peter, who he is he still stuck up here in New York with us? Yes, he is. Yep, he's, in, he's st- still in 
Yeah, same place. Yeah, he's still he's still up here. Um, and then you adopted four siblings from Ukraine back in 1999. So that's your Sergi, Victor, Natalia, and Ina. Right. And then you adopted Kirill from Ukraine. He's not a, a sibling, a biological yeah. sibling to the yeah. other kids. And then you know because that wasn't enough, you continued to do foster care, and that's where your 13 year old Henry. You adopted him through foster care before you left New York. Correct. Right. Yep. Yes. See, I can keep better track of your kids than I can my own. <laughs> I'm always asking Stan, could you write this down? I don't, I'm going to switch my. Uh... So that's exciting. And, and Mayor, did you ever imagine all those years that Laura lived in Ukraine that you'd ever be living next door to her and all your no, grandkids never. in South never. Carolina? <laughs> never. Because we've never lived close to each other, you know. Yeah. So this is quite a treat. And there's nothing like having one of your grandchildren come over and uh, say, hi, grandma, or try to scare me. Usually she tries to do that. <laughs> and um, so, well, Mary, with all your um, decades, can I say decades of experience as foster as a foster and adoptive mom? What advice would you give our listeners today who are either just starting the journey or like me, we've been at it for a while, but we need some encouragement? Well, you know what? I think you just can't think about it. It sounds lame, but I think you just can't analyze too much. You know, I think you have to trust God that if God, this is what God put in your path, then he's going to take you all the way through. Now, that doesn't mean that you're never going to have a problem, that you're never going to have situations that you feel like are overwhelming, you know, all that kind of stuff. But um, you just have to know that God is with you and he's going to take you through. And he's going to do it with your uh, biological children. And he's going to do it with your adopted children there's no difference you can't start looking at it differently Mm. so um i don't know but some people get like paranoid i get that i understand that you know but um yeah we've had our difficulties with our children uh it hasn't always been easy uh different problems our one daughter ina i don't think I mentioned she lives in North Carolina. Um, She's had some emotional problems, had to have some counseling. Um, But would I trade it for anything? You know, I wouldn't. And we're not done yet. You know, it's not over yet. And so you just keep praying and trusting the Lord to get you through. So... Yeah, that's right. Right. That's what we have to do is is just trust the Lord. Right. Yeah. We're just not in it alone, you know. Yeah. And I think it can feel isolating. Like you said, in the early days, you didn't know anybody else who was doing what you were doing back in 99. And it can be very isolating. And, And now I think it seems to be more common to be a foster or adoptive parent. And with the technology like podcasts and social media, you don't necessarily feel so alone. There's a group you right. know, that you can connect with. And, and really, that's what we need to do is we need to to have that support group, have friends who are on similar journeys so we can encourage one another and, and build each other up. And that's a big part of what we like to do on this podcast, for sure. 
Yeah. And that's, it's great. It's really great what you're yeah. doing. Oh, well, I'm thrilled that we got to start it together and in awe that here we are 300 episodes later, um, just in awe of all that God has done. So Mara, as we wrap up, any last thoughts you'd like to leave us with? Well, I would encourage people. I, you know, I, I just, when I see the, the kids in the projects, for example, near here, I, my heart breaks for them. You know, mm. there are just so many kids that are just hurting. They need someone to love them. And I, you know, I go on the bus and they just want somebody to sit close to them. They want to sit on your lap, you know, and I love it. I go into the grocery store or some store around here and they'll go, Oh, hi, you're the lighthouse. Cause that's the name of our church. <laughs> so I'm the lighthouse lady. But when that little dark face looks at me, I just melt. And I'm just thrilled that still at my age, that God let, gives me these girls usually to just love on and that I can ha- have them over. Like this one little girl, one time she said, oh, can I come to your house? I, I don't think I'd ever seen her. I said, you have to ask your mama. She said, oh, okay. So we went to find her mother and her mother said, yeah, okay. I mean, a woman had never seen me before. Yeah. But that's how needy mm. these kids are. And I think we have to keep seeing the need. Yeah. There's such a need. These kids are hurting. Yeah. And like we always like to say, you know, not everybody is called to adopt and foster. Some of us are, right? Mm-hmm. We need to step out in faith and, and obedience and do that. But we are all called to care, right? Back to James right. one twenty seven. Yeah. We are all called to care. Um, and there's something for everybody to do, you know, and, and just like you're doing there in South Carolina, Mary, and being the lighthouse lady. Yeah, <laughs> who would have thought? Well, it doesn't surprise me at all, right? Because I know your heart for kids. So I'm just so grateful you're still loving on kids and, and, and God is continuing to, to use you in that area of ministry. Um, and you're staying the course, still parenting teenagers, which we know is just so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Mary, just thank you for joining us for the 300th episode of Orphans No More. Um, Just truly blessed to call you friend and ministry co-founder on this journey to care for the least of these uh, orphans, vulnerable children. Thank you for all that you're doing. You continue to do in South Carolina. Just thank you so much. Yeah, and thank you. I just have one thing. This is big. Laura and her husband, Joey, they just got their approval to be foster parents. <gasps> oh, I am so excited because wow. I can be a respite person. Yes. <laughs> oh, see that? It just, just continues to, the fruit continues to come. Yep. So, yeah. Thanks for awesome. having me. And it's been great. Well, now I'm going to have to have. I'm going to have to have Laura on the show at some point oh, because you are. we got yes. Awesome. Yes. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. So, thank you so much again, Mary. I just loved celebrating with you. Thank you. It was same. Wow. That was such a great time of just reliving some amazing memories with my co host, Mary Slager. I hope you enjoyed um, the episode. This 
300th episode of the Orphans No More podcast. I hope you were inspired. I pray that you will continue to tune in for encouragement and some equipping as you parent kids from hard places. Remember, November is National Adoption Month. All of our November episodes are adoption focused. I am your host, uh, Sandra Flack, mom of eight kids, five through adoption, one kinship, and four siblings adopted internationally, two of them diagnosed with fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. I share my family's adoption journey in my book, Orphans No More, A Journey Back to the Father. It's available wherever you buy books. And if you order it from Amazon after you read it, please go on there and leave a review. If you'd like a signed copy, which includes a special gift bookmark, you can order that from my website, sandraflack.com. There you will learn more about me. You can read my blog. I write to you, my fellow foster uh, and adoptive mamas out there. Uh, You can contact me for speaking opportunities. I would love to come to your church, your uh, women's retreat, your adoption and foster care support group. Whatever you're doing, I'd love to be a part of it. So reach out to me um, if you're looking for a speaker. And my website is connected to our Justice for Orphans ministry, which is justicefororphansny.org. So you can reach me at both places. And on our website, uh, we have an entire resource page dedicated to FASD to help you become FASD informed. Um, And speaking of resources, again, check out my blog where I write regularly um, to you all. Uh, You can find me on social media. I love connecting with our listeners there. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. And also Justice for Orphans has a Facebook and Instagram page as well. Thank you for listening. I am so grateful that you spent your valuable time with us today on this 300th episode. Thanks again for joining me. And I'm thrilled to have you along for the journey. Thank you for listening to Orphans No More, for sharing what you've heard and praying for vulnerable children everywhere. We hope you are inspired to walk out James 127 in whatever way God calls you. For more information, visit justicefororphansny.org.